Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Morning Grind. Dean here with you once again. No, it's not Stevie. Stevie, of course, is busy knocking out his NASCAR content. If you guys want his NASCAR content, you know where to get it here at rotogrinders.com. That said, not a ton of uh, major sports going on, so we're going to continue our series of uh, DFS personalities, people here at Rotogrinders as well, specifically today. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Nicole Valencia. Nicole, welcome to the show, and uh, I'm, I'm pulling up your... Uh, Resume according to Twitter.com, unless this is incorrect, I don't know if this has been updated. Uh, DFS Applications and Product Experience Manager slash Software Developer. Is that, is that what we're doing these days? That's what we're doing these days, Dean. It's good <laughs> to talk to you again. Um, we've been very busy during the last, what, three, four months now. So, yes, um, it's a, I guess it's a good time now with some American sports coming back. So it's good to have PGA back, MMA, and NASCAR. Yeah, I, I don't well, know if you mean sarcastic. Yeah. Well, what do you mean soccer's not America? It's soccer's actually literally American. It's football in other countries. Yeah, but they haven't started like MLS, right? They're playing like Bundesliga and uh, those leagues, EPL. But uh, the PGA Tour and MMA and NASCAR we have back, so it's a start. Are you enjoying all these new leagues where you have to build out uh, all <laughs> sorts of lineup HQ stuff for? Is that why you're exhausted these days? <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, yes and no. It's tough with the middle of the night slates so it's difficult to go play kbo and australian rules football and uh whatever else is in the middle of the night league of legends sometimes i did watch my first twitch stream for rocket league one time when it first started to learn rocket league it was very interesting soccer with cars was how it was explained to me and that was pretty accurate actually Uh, but fast pace like it's five minutes boom that game is over and they play like a best of seven so it was a interesting slate i kind of liked it i played a little rocket league with my nephews and it's kind of it's a tricky game to master it's kind of easy to understand like you said it's soccer with cars essentially but uh i I didn't i didn't stoop to watch it on the twitch but i did watch some lol one day and i was just like i don't know what's going on here but the announcers were really into it so i'll give them that they were selling the game for sure i do enjoy some of these smaller sports and the announcers that you get for certain things like even watching I've been watching some MMA even that I was like well I've you know learned more from it because I know less about the sport I guess that makes sense but just listening to them and then the player interviews like the fighter interviews (laughs) after they've just fought and their adrenaline's going and they won this fight and they're going off um, those are pretty entertaining so I enjoy those more than some of the like the sideline reporters and the the 
former athletes that are just in the booth because they're in no name or whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe the XFL tried that for sure as well too, which is one of the things that maybe an innovation like five years from now, the NFL is going to have or something like that. The interviews after a play, but uh, I agree with you. Like as, as athletes go into generalization, as far as the post-game interview, the MMA guys, you have no idea what they're going to say, probably for a variety of reasons, but, it, but it's interesting for sure. Uh, yeah. And I've seen, I've seen some of your recent play here in RG and like you played some of uh, some of the golf MMA as well. Uh, a couple other contests. Oh, NASCAR, you dabbled in NASCAR as well. Shout out to Stevie. Uh, some soccer, the Bundesliga, which is, is there a more fun word to say than Bundesliga? It's fun, isn't it? The Germans have some fun words. Ein. What's that mean? Do we know? I believe it means one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, That's I not Spanish. the most fun German word, I'm sure, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And esports, there you go. You played some aerial kickoff. Uh, so you, you played a $10 contest on uh, March 28th. I'm sure that went well for you. That was good. I time. made $10 in Rocket League, and at one point I was tied for first, but I think that's because I stacked the first game. So the classic, you know, I'm winning a GPP with, tied with all of my friends that played this two game Rocket League slate. But uh, what's been your favorite sport to play in the last few months here? Did you take a screenshot by chance and throw it up on Twitter? That's you're not doing it right as far as stacking the first game. I assume that's what you did for a screenshot life when it comes to I, I, Rocket League. I took a screenshot of my Daniel Berger bets when he won a few weeks back. Um, I can sports nice. bet now, so I've been dabbling in that. So that's fun. I now have like five sports betting apps on my phone. So <laughs> I go through that, and it's fun during PGA with the live sweats to watch their odds bounce around. So I definitely track that since you know I'm all about the numbers. Yeah, you're in Colorado. Uh, what's the DFS players in Colorado? Like Nefer's great Nefer's in Colorado. You got Ram in Colorado. You got the DCs there. I'm sure a seven more as well, too. Uh, and you guys now passed uh, legalized gambling. Congratulations on that. And I guess every single site's going to give you some sort of deposit bonus. Is that why you have five different sites open up? Yes, and the first bet bonuses did not go well, but that's <laughs> I'm just the long con is what I'm doing there, so – Lose a few, you know, I don't want them to trap me as one of the sharps and then we'll start winning. But um, they do typically offer first bet, like guaranteed up to either 250 or $500 back. So just take some underdogs and MMA and hope for the best. And that didn't go great for me, but um, yeah, I'm doing okay in sports betting. I've done okay on a couple of the golf bets. And like I said, that's been fun just watching their odds bounce around. You can cash out certain bets and they have certain things where you can stream the contests live on some of the apps and so you can watch some of these smaller leagues that way too so yeah now we're on to like twitch and all these things that we didn't know about a few years back and new ways to consume content i suppose new ways to gamble for sure uh yeah and what was you were talking about i saw fanduel is offering i don't know if you can do this as well because you probably already hit a sign up bonus but those that are listening out there in colorado i saw um uh you get 30 points you get the broncos plus 30 week one you think they'll cover I think they could cover that one. I also saw a Nuggets plus 100, that one, um, <laughs> sharp take, but, you know, put some money down on that if you can. I don't know, actually, if you're eligible for some of these once you've made a deposit or once you've placed certain bets, but my favorite bet so far was on DK. For one of the MMA fights, one of the main events, it was if the fighters last longer than the Pittsburgh Steelers defense against Tim Tebow in the playoffs. Remember the first play of overtime when the Broncos – Wow. An 80-yard pass to Demarius Thomas won on basically the first play of, of overtime in the playoffs, uh, Tebow's greatest moment as a Bronco, then, you know, he you basically yard, won a free 50 pass. bucks. Yeah, so if, if the fight lasted longer than 11 seconds, you won a free 50 bucks. So that was a nice just bonus from DraftKings there. Um, so they do those kind of like weird 
promotional bets, but they get fun with some of them. They make them localized to the state you're in and those kind of contests. So yeah, that should be fun once it, if it ever finally comes to Tennessee, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm kind of jumping around. I'm down in Florida right now for what it's worth, but there's no gambling in Florida either. But uh, by, the, by the time it passes in Tennessee, which they passed it like a year, a year and a half ago, whatever it is, but it's kind of caught up in some sort of bureaucracy. Maybe eventually one day you can gamble on it. But uh, in theory, I'll be in a state where I can play along with you as well. And uh, like you said, you're playing the long con. Well, but my understanding is basically they'll limit players that are too sharp, that are too good. And what you're saying is you're rope-a-doping. You're taking your first five. Just to like, oh well, let her bet whatever she wants, or just take all her money, and then you're gonna you're gonna catch up eventually. I guess that's the theory. That's right. Get a few, get a few, what hundred thou in the bank on them first. The long, long con, but no, um, yeah, you know, I I never really did too much sports betting before this, so I'm just kind of dabbling and learning new things and trying new sports. But it is kind of fun for some of the individual sports, and I guess golf's you know an individual sport, but just you have a bigger field versus like the one-on-one kind of contest for MMA. Um, but it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Something else to do since, like you said, we didn't have best ball drafts or certain things, you know, that we think we could have that sites haven't offered. So we've been filling in the gaps with all these new sports, but yeah. You, uh, you, time. you mentioned Denver, uh, the, uh, Tebow, right? You're in Denver, you're a Broncos fan. Were you, were you on team Tebow? Were you not on team Tebow? Kind of somewhere in the middle of people out you have to have a hot take on Tebow. I think that's an obligation. Nobody's, like, indifferent to Tebow, I don't think. I enjoyed having him on the team um, because it's just, <laughs> like, like he's one of those guys, like, that the guys rally around that you want to play for. You know, there are certain coaches you would want to play for as an athlete. There are certain teammates you want to have or don't want to have. And, um, you know, I think he maximized his talent and got the most out of that. And so it was fun, like, winning games when you rush. What did they run one time, like, eight? or eight passing plays in a game or whatever it was to, to win a game once. Uh, yeah. Set, set football back uh, in that regard. But you know, one of the guys that I really enjoyed actually after of course the Elway era before Peyton came along was Jake Plummer. There's an the un, under, I, I really think he was kind of like an unsung quarterback, um, pretty decent career, but as time goes on, maybe we inflate stats and things too. So I guess I'd have to go back and look what, I'm I'm saying here, but uh, yeah, Jake Plummer, uh, decent quarterback. Decent Didn't he retire like really early, like at 32, 33 or something like that? I feel like he's one of those first guys to say like, that's it, I'm out. Am yeah. I wrong on this? He went to like Idaho and became like some world-class handball player. I swear what? I read this in Sports <laughs> Illustrated. He's an interesting guy. Like you got to go look up Jake Plummer. Maybe I... you could have him on the podcast. Probably not doing anything. Put a good word in for me. We'll see. We'll make it happen. Uh, he is okay. born and raised in Boise, Idaho, for what it's worth. Currently 45 years old. And uh, I, I pulled up his Wikipedia page. I don't know that off the dome. But, uh, yeah, maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that's what he's up to. Yeah, handball. How about that? He, since retirement, he became an avid four-wall handball player. So uh, there you go. Jeff Conine was almost a professional racquetball player. There's a fun fact for you. I, I, I don't know why I felt the need to one-up you with the Jake Plummer handball, but I feel like there's a correlation. It's to about degree. getting technical on this, on the show. So let's there you do go. <laughs> the quota is like two and a half. We're going to smash the over, I think for sure. Um, yeah. So knock out your team. Well, well, we'll talk DFS in a second, but now they're on our teams. I'm curious. Uh, give me your take on the Broncos. How, how do you foresee them this year? Uh, are we optimistic, pessimistic, or somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I do think this is the best draft they've had with Elway. I know they got good draft grades and, it's tough to say that right out of the gate. I do like to see them for a couple of years before you really, you know, worry about how good a draft went. It's tough to judge it right now, but 
they're just in a really tough division. I mean, <laughs> that division is, is pretty good top to bottom. And I guess I'm kind of in the middle as far as like how many games I think they're going to win just because they have to play the chiefs and, and they play the chiefs twice, obviously, and the Raiders and chargers, but um, I don't know. I think they can get to seven or eight wins, but I'm not optimistic that they're going to go 10 and six or anything like that. Is Drew Locke the quarterback in five years? I will say yes. <laughs> cautiously optimistic. Ca- yeah, cautiously like uh, 65% chance. All right, there you go. Uh, hey, let's get you excited. Talk about the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic, well, I guess we were excited to see Jokic, and he was one of those guys, like you didn't know what people were going to you know, look like uh, coming out of uh, the quarantine. And he came out, and everybody was making the jokes about, like, Jokic is going to come out, like, you know, huge and out of shape and yada, yada, yada. But he looked spelt. And then it comes out that he had the uh, the corona. He had the COVID. So uh, I don't know if there's a correlation to that to some degree. But, and I've seen, like, some guys that did get it, like DeAndre Jordan uh, had the COVID, and he's not going to be playing. He already opted out. But he's got less to play for, obviously, than Jokic. And we presume, I think, Jokic had it earlier. Uh, we think Jokic is going to be fine. And – does Denver now have a chance? I mean, everybody's just saying it's one of the LA teams. If it's not one of the LA teams, it's Milwaukee. Does Denver have a shot outside of those teams? It's going to be really interesting to watch the Nuggets because they're one of everybody's favorite young up and coming teams, right? Like people think, oh, they're at least a year away. Um, what's what I'm really wondering is does skinny Jokic make <laughs> the Nuggets a better team or not? Because one of his big advantages, he's obviously not quick. Everybody knows this about him, but he uses his body so well and he's so big that, you know, he doesn't have to jump for a rebound. He knows where the ball's going and he knows he's looking one play ahead and where the guy's going to be like, he'll loop a pass. Nobody will be there. Boom. Murray darts into the lane, catches it and is open and lays it in. So um, from that part of his game like that, that should be the same, but I am interested with, um, him being like smaller, I guess, just how that's going to work out for the Nuggets. But I do like their chances. I'm a big Michael Porter Jr. fan. So um, I hope you know he continues to get minutes. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But you know who's not a big fan of um, uh, MPJ is, is, is uh, Coach Malone. Why does he hate him? <laughs> you know, I don't think that he hates him. It's almost like he gets in more trouble, though, for a rookie mistake than some other player might. And the question is, is that because – more is expected of him. Like what we don't know is what happens to them at practice, right? Like we see MPJ and he's so good. And then he comes into a game and sometimes his defense isn't there. He does something that just catches the coach's ire. So yeah, maybe he, maybe he comes down harder on him than he does other players, but maybe there's something else behind that. Maybe there's something intentional there Um, because I am a coach Malone fan too. I know it's like me and Jeff L. Haffey on an Island and everybody else like hates coach Malone, but um, I actually think he has been a really good coach for the Nuggets. He's been a great coach for Jokic's development. You know, there's another guy that came over, I think two years before Jokic got here with the Nuggets, as far as like player development from Serbia. And he's really helped obviously as well, but um, some team could have got Jokic and not been patient with him. And he could have never amounted to even where he's at now. And he's still only what, like 24, or 25 years old. So um, yeah, I do want MPJ on the court. Uh, even if it's a couple of losses for the Nuggets, just I want to see him out there. And I really think he's just so talented and can help them a lot down the line. I, 
it's, it's almost like they take red shirt seasons on people, right? They got bowl bowl and they've got all these guys. That's just like Jared Vanderbilt was, was another example. And they took these guys that had these injury risks with high ceilings and are like, well, if one of these guys pans out, maybe we've got something here. So do you know, Dean, that they're, I think, the only team that's never had the number one pick? Or maybe it's number one or number two pick in the draft. I didn't know that, but uh, yeah, nobody's coming to mind. That, that checks out on my brain. I just love that you mentioned Bull Bull on the podcast. Uh, and I just love that, like, Manute Bull looked at his kid, him and his wife looked at his kid and said, you know what we're going to name this guy? Bull. He's going to be Bull Bull, which is just amazing. I love that. He needs to turn into something. He does. He needs <laughs> to get up there and get some minutes for the Nuggets. I've never named a child before, but if I did, that I would name my child Bull. I would at least push for it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such an awesome name. Uh, and also, and Jordan, uh, Michael Porter Jr., he's also 21, like you said. And he had a history of back injuries as well, too, which is one of the reasons why he fell in the draft. Uh, I don't think he played – I don't follow college basketball. I know you do. He, he played very little, right? Yes. His freshman year, I, I believe he was – I mean, there are different recruiting services and all that different high school rankings, but he was like the number one or number two recruit coming out of high school. And then he was injured most of his freshman year at Missouri – he came back right before the tournament and then they got bounced early. Like I think he played a little bit in the SEC tournament and then they got bounced early in the NCAAs and that was it for him. So he kind of fell down the board a bit to Denver, but I think still, you know, a good pick kind of one of those, you take the talent if it's their picks is, is what they were doing there. But um, I do hope he amounts to something because there's a chance that just your career's over. You know, we've seen this with big guys and foot injuries and different things like that. So I hope he makes it. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I was thinking you're talking about guys that like Coach Malone. Boogie Cousins always talked highly of Malone, and he's a big guy with injuries, and he's like, what, 30, 31 years old or something like that, at least 30. Uh, and he may be playing for the Lakers. We shall see. Somebody I want to root for, but I believe he had the Achilles. The Achilles, to my understanding, is undefeated. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is that – do we know yet if he's going to be playing in the playoffs or that's still yet to be determined? Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. You should check out the Roto Grinders lineup page. We've already got that up a month in advance for NBA. So <laughs> the guys are all over that. Nicole, Nicole, can we get lineup HQ working with NBA? And I'm like, what is the date? Wait a minute. We've got like so many more things to do in the next five weeks before that happens. But sure, people are excited. People are ready for NBA. What's that going to be like, Nicole? Because um, the it's going to be, what, six games, five games on a given day for 16 days straight. Um, that's essentially what we're going to have. The teams are going to play every other day. It's as far as I can tell. And we're going to have games at like one and games at three and games at five and games at seven. And what are we, it's going to be madness because I also, in my brain, I don't think we're going to have the best injury reporting. We're not going to have the best like lineup. Uh, who's going to be starting reporting. Uh, it's going to be a mess, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the first couple of days of the NCAA tournament and games all day and you don't know how many how many slates we could possibly have right the all day slate versus just a whole bunch of showdowns or a whole bunch of two or three game slates so that they're shorter time periods um it's all uncharted territory i guess i mean what's going to happen when we have possibly nba nhl mlb and nfl all going and pga all going on at the same time right like don't forget rocket don't sleep on rocket league Hey, no. What what is going to happen to all the esports, KBO, and NPB when we have all these other sports? So we're ready to support them now, I guess. Now that they're all in the list, but it might get ignored. I don't. I'm curious how that's going to happen. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And like DK went really hardcore when it comes to the Japanese baseball league. Their first night, we were talking about this pre-show. 
and uh, it's, they had a ton of overlay. And, like, we were talking about, like, that's because nobody knew the starting lineups and not even DK knew the starting lineups. And people are already trained to play KBO. And now they tried one night, and Japanese baseball is not even close as far as the contest they're putting out there. So and it seems like a better league, at least from the perspective of I know more guys. <laughs> if that's Maybe that's me being ignorant. I don't know. But uh, I recognize the names that are – they seem better than the, game, the names I recognize from the Korean league. Do you find that as well, or is that just me? Yep. I haven't played too much of those leagues because the start time's pretty bad for me in the middle of the night. It's rough. But, um, you know, I, I think the same thing of – they've talked about the tournament. You know about the tournament, the basketball tournament in July? Uh, what are we talking about? What basketball tournament? It's like 32-team bracket style, and you basically it's elite club teams. But you, a lot of them are just former college players, like the – the Colorado, t- you know, guys that played for Colorado Buffaloes will get together and make a team. Overseas Elite has won the thing a whole bunch of times, and they compete for, like, $2 million prize for the team. And so they're technically amateurs, but some are, like, failed NBA training camp guys, or they were D1 players that ended up, you know, in that league and things like that. So um, they mentioned having daily fantasy contests, and basically all the team, all the games are on national TV, and it starts July 4th, so for – three weeks they're going to have basketball games so I'm curious to see what happens there because if they're truly going to have fantasy contests then that'll be the next sport to support but um, it would be kind of an example of we've got basketball you know all through the day and and how, how is this going to look kind of going forward because I could see them doing the same kind of thing where they play one or two games at a time and kind of go through it bracket style in that case but um, but yeah big prize on the line so that's kind of a fun thing to to follow, if you miss the NCAA basketball tournament, this is kind of the next best thing for basketball purists. Or I know, I know you caught the uh, the Rotogrounders basketball uh, contest. You were there. You were recording. You posted a bunch of stuff on Twitter as well. Do you think any of those guys can play in this? In this was there any scouting going on there? Can any of those guys jump over to this uh, the tournament? Or they're probably they're probably not good enough, I imagine. <laughs> they might not make the cut on that. I guess some of them. I guess Andy Means could try his hand on the if there's a Duke team involved and see if he could get onto the team, but. Um, yeah, I, some of them might be big three caliber. Did you ever watch the big three? I'm aware of the big three. Yeah. Like there's some like legit former, uh, you know, NBA players that are in that. Uh, but I'm aware of the existence. That's uh, ice cubes league, right? I think it's still a thing. Yeah. I believe he beat, um, LeVar ball in a three point shooting contest in between one of the games or something or at halftime or however they did it. But I have no idea. We got a LeVar ball, an ice cube and a bull bull reference and a Jake Plummer reference so far. So Somebody's got bingo. Up. If somebody out there that's listening has definitely got bingo for sure. You should start that for your shows. I really think that could be a hit. <laughs> so years ago, uh, when when Pepsi would do, me and Pepsi would do a show, or like he was like not doing a show, and I was just kind of like I would I would pull up on Skype. I would just give him like movie references to, to kind of sneak in in the show, and out of nowhere, and like Boggs would have no clue what he's talking about. It's just like, what do you mean? <laughs> like uh, the Terminator? Like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't think of a movie for some reason. Just it was just ridiculous movie references, and it was just for me and Pepsi to have fun. And like some people in the audience got it, but like Boggs had no clue, and it just sort of powered through. So it's got a flashback to that. It was fun times. <laughs> have you been bored, or have you been watching more movies, or have you been spending your time lately? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been like I've been working more so now. Like, yeah. and I well, not not working. I use that in air quotes. Uh, you guys can see in the video. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've been you know I I haven't finished Netflix yet. It's still a thing. Uh, I've been watching that. I've been powering through. What have I watched recently on Netflix? Uh, uh, the Christina Christina Applegate uh, show, uh, got D- Dead to Me or Dead Like Me. You know what I'm talking about? That was pretty good. I that was pretty that. solid. 
what did I see that you were watching? Oh, this, yeah, I, again, I went through your tweets before the show, and I guess you have to keep it family friendly. You're watching with the kids, and you're watching Alien Life Form. You're watching Alf. How's Alf working out for you? Uh, Alf's kind of sarcastic, you know? There are some <laughs> pure 80s quotes and references in that in that show. Uh, you know, <laughs> the animation of Elf, it, it's a good time. Uh, yeah, the kids think it's really funny because the youngest kid on the show, I believe he's six years old, and my daughter just turned seven. So she, she's the right age group for it. She finds it funny. Um, we watched an episode tonight. So we're almost through season one of Elf. Well, what happened in tonight's episode of Elf? I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> it was kind of like a, <laughs> it was kind of like a recap of the first 16 episodes of the whole series and yeah. Elf getting into trouble. My favorite was when he, he had all this gold. His spaceship was made out of like pure gold. So he came, he was rich, basically. He had all this money. And so he bought the daughter when she turned 16, this uh, Ferrari, I think it was, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> it has a car phone. He ends up taking off in it and, and driving down the highway. And so they thought that was really funny. But it's about him getting in trouble. And it was flashbacks to all the things he's done in, in the first like half season. I, I, does that mean they didn't think the show was going to go on to a second season? Kind of like they're already flashing back in the middle of the first season. I can't tell you that, but I do know I do have an out fact. I did watch this as a kid. And, uh, the way the show was ended after like three or four seasons, they weren't sure. <clears throat> it was like a cliffhanger at the, at the third or fourth season. They weren't sure if they're going to come back or not. And they didn't come back. So there's people out there that never got their clarity in the story. Whatever is happening in the end, I believe. Can I spoil this for you or no? <laughs> I don't want to spoil Alf. Sure. It'll probably be another few months before I watch it. And I'll Statue, limit, it. Statue limitations are up. But I believe the authorities are on to him, and like the, the he might be get, he might get taken away, uh, and he may have chased a cat. He may have chased the cat. I think that might have happened also. He hates the cat, the family cat. So he's always <laughs> think, after the cat. I think that happens in every episode. Uh, and I, I, is there adult humor in there? Because I watched it when I was a child, but I feel like it's probably when like the double entendres, or is that not a thing? I'm just in my head. I think that's what it is. Um, a little bit, but it's not on the level of some other shows. I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know what to say about about Elf. They wanted to watch Elf. They want to watch Dinosaurs. Remember on TGIF, all the shows on TGIF. Oh yeah, Sherman Hemsley does the, the voice. Back in the fall, so not the mama, not the mama. I let them watch the YouTube clip of not the mama, and they thought that was great. That's that's coming back. I believe it's going to be streaming on is it Disney Plus? Some something in the fall. So I guess we're waiting a couple more months, but. Um, hopefully lots of things coming back in the fall we hope right well i don't know are they filming stuff now or there's stuff in the can for years i have no idea but uh i don't know how that works yeah that's a good question one of the things that we like to watch was american ninja warrior but i think this season's kind of canceled because of when they film it although that's totally something that they could have without fans really you'd think so yeah um, you know you you have to build the course and things but they film it all at night anyway because they want it to be dark outside obviously so I don't know what happened to that show, but my kids would run around jumping from pillow to pillow, couch to couch, whatever. They'd make up their own <laughs> obstacles like in inside the house while watching the show. You know, like if you played The Floor is Lava when you were a kid, they've got a new show coming out about that now. So Ultimate Tag, it's all about these these shows and games we all played anyway in the backyard as a kid. I did. Well, everybody grew up to be like a producer on Netflix or something like that because of this. I have an idea. I did this when I was 20 years ago. Uh, I've not seen The Floor is Lava, but I did see it was like number one on Netflix. I'm like, what is this? And I, I, I don't remember. I didn't play the game as a child. I played different things, I suppose. But I guess that was a kid's game. Um, but I didn't click on it. I haven't watched. Can you can you say if you've watched it or not? 
I have not watched that one. I've seen a couple episodes of Ultimate Tag and um, what is the one with Venus and Gronk, Game On, although way too much filler. We just wanted to see uh, Gronk and J.R. Smith pedal bikes against each other and see who would wear out the fastest. And then, you know, the rest of it, yeah, just way too much filler. So we didn't make it past that first episode of that one. But um, So J.R. Smith's going from a bike to uh, now he's going to be potentially an NBA champion. He's back on the Lakers <laughs> facing uh, – who got signed for the Clippers? Noah, is the, the former Gator. He's like, I don't know. How old is Noah? Got to be at least 35, I'm guessing. Oh, Couldn't man. tell you. Cam is happy somewhere. Cam <laughs> is smiling with his Joachim Noah jersey on probably. I didn't say his first name because sometimes I say, I say Joachim. I don't know why. It's one of those names I just never get right. So that's why I just said no, which just sounds kind of weird. But thank you for correcting me because I was like, is it Joachim or is it Joachim? Joaquin? I, I don't know why I get his name wrong all the time, but uh, there you go. And I know he was Nolan Arenado. Her mom, Marquez. I have to get a couple of <laughs> references in while, while I'm on. My, my one appearance a year, you know, I feel like I'm like the offensive line, like the RG Dev <laughs> team is just the offensive line of Roto Grinders. Once a year, I get my chance to catch the touchdown pass, be on a podcast, and the rest of the time, it's just, we need to be quiet unless we make a mistake, and then boom, everybody's on you. So, yeah, that's what I feel like. If people don't recognize, say you're like a referee, if people don't recognize you screwing up, like you're doing your job. <laughs> that's the, Exactly. Yeah, that's it. But, you know, you're, you're the key to victory. That's the thing. If you have a bad offensive line, it doesn't matter how good your skill position players are. It doesn't matter. So, you know, unsung heroes. How about that? Yourself and Jamino and the rest of the dev team. Congrats. Thank you actually we should we should just say it because i don't know if people know like i know and you know and a lot of people are aware but some people aren't aware of what you do and what you build because the tools i believe are free and of course if you're rg premium members you get a lot of the additional perks that kind of makes it easier as far as the you know percentage owned and uh you know projected points and things like that but it takes a lot of time to do what you do now tell the people how to get it yeah, so I work on the development team, and we build all of the tools that you see on Roto Grinders. Of course, the big one is Lineup HQ to build all of your lineups for all of your DFS needs, right, from Australian football and all these new sports that we've had to add. Uh, we basically have projections for every sport that, that is out there currently, and then we have the IQ products, so Court IQ and Gridiron IQ and Plate IQ for MLB and NBA and NFL. Uh, results DB is something that, of course, we work on. is a great tool for reviewing past lineups and player exposures and different contests and standings and those kind of things. But um, we're mostly we're, we're also getting into like scores and odds and the Sharp Side app and the street contest that they ran there with FanDuel back uh, probably in like February, March, April timeframe and. Um, doing those kind of things. But yeah, we've been busier than ever, actually, over the last few months, you know, people be like, Oh, well, you guys don't have anything to do. Will you go build this feature and go do this. And it's like, well, no, we're supporting all of these new sports and trying to build up new features and just maintain the existing stuff. So um, yeah, it was, it was actually a busy time for us. And I feel fortunate in a way for that, because video games kind of saved us for a little while there. So that was that was the thing and you know it's still going strong actually more people are now into league of legends and csgo and they'll probably stick around a little bit better whereas we started out with like five thousand dollar prize pools um oh the browser extensions those are free so yeah. you download the browser extensions on dk fanduel and yahoo and they will show you things like your individual player exposure across all your lineups for you know the lineups you've built for certain sports and then we have some premium features in there it, that kind of map to lineup HQ 
if you are a, an RG Core subscriber, and of course the margin and overlay in the lobby, any contest details like that. So like, what's the best thing I should be using that for? Because you mentioned the margin uh, overlay and things like that. Like people don't realize like they're just signing up for dumb contests sometimes, right? Definitely. It's kind of depends what contest you want to play. I know some people, if they want just the big first place prize and what they're looking for, you know, you can see those kind of things in the contest details. But of course, if you're entering lots of lineups into contests, you want to see just your total exposure to certain players. So in golf, if you have a guy that missed the cut, you know, how many lineups is he on? Or if in football, a guy gets injured in the first quarter and, you know, it's time to jam entries into that showdown slate on Sunday night because <laughs> your, your morning lineups are dead. You know, your afternoon lineups had two injuries on them or whatever. So those kind of things are all shown in the extensions and they are free in Mozilla Firefox and Google Chrome in the stores. You can go find them if you just search for Roto Grinders. Yeah, I can't imagine you have to make it for Firefox, but people like Deb and our producer, he's, he's just, come on, you're a tech person. Should I be using Google, Firefox, or Mozilla, whatever it's called? Well, definitely most people use Chrome and Lineup HQ is geared more towards that. We'll get the people that use Internet Explorer or Microsoft <laughs> Edge every now and then. But AOL. for the most part, it's like probably 80-20 Chrome to Firefox. How long does it take to build like one of those browser extensions? Is it a preposterous amount of time that I don't even want to think about and it's just so tedious? Um, no, not anymore. Um, you know, once once we've started kind of on one site, some of it we can can kind of use on another site, but definitely there's some time to to build up some of these things. Um Lineup HQ is pretty complex, so there's a lot going on there. Browser extensions are pretty lightweight compared to compared to Lineup HQ, but you know I don't want to get all technical on you, so we'll keep it uh, That's too. at the high level because <laughs> if we don't, people will be more bored than they already are. How did you get involved in this, uh, the whole DFS world? I know you're a, a Fantasy Aces uh, Live finalist, two-time Fantasy Aces Live finalist for football, and I think the next year you went there for baseball as well. Is that where you, did you make a connection with somebody RG at the time? Or that was, uh, you know, obviously you qualified for football, you qualified for baseball. Take me through those sweats, by the way. Was that, that's back uh, years ago, uh, Fantasy Aces. That kind of takes the story, I suppose. But uh, what do you remember about sweating it out? Yeah, the Fantasy Aces time was, was fun. They had a two-quarterback system. So you could stack an entire game on both sides if you wanted to. I don't think that's how I won my seats, but 2014, 2015 actually made both the football finals and the baseball final in 2015. And that's probably where they went downhill because they rented out angel stadium for us for baseball. So, um, that was, that was a fun time. That was definitely my favorite of the live finals. You took BP um, there, right? Angel yes, stadium? we did. We did. How'd that go? Well, I didn't hit anything out of the park. It was like a hundred degrees on the field. It was very hot, but but a fun time, you know, we were all very excited at first running around shagging balls and pretty soon by the time we got past like the fifth hitter, everybody that had already hit was up in the shade and <laughs> yeah, it, um, it got hot and tiring quickly, but it was definitely fun to go to those finals. The baseball one in 2015 is when I kind of got started with rotor grinders because they came out there to cover the event, right? They sent like a video team and they covered the event and and then asked me if I wanted to do content. So I started doing articles for Fantasy Aces, I believe with Stevie. I believe Stevie did them. And he was at that baseball final with me as well. 
So we did Fantasy Aces articles for football that season, and um, I did baseball shows. So I started out on the content side, and then I went to the development side, which is not which is not a transition that too many DFS players make, I suppose. So I told them like I have you know some technical background. I have kind of my whole history and degree is in computer science. So I could probably work on that side. You know, I enjoy sports, but I would like to get onto the development side. And I started working part-time, five to 10 hours a week. And I had another job at the time. So I kind of did both of those part-time. And then last year is when I went full-time taking over lineup HQ operations around beginning of football season. So now I do browser extensions, you know, on top of the lineup HQ work that, that we have a team that works on. So shout out to the rest of them for all of their hard work, because it's definitely been, <laughs> I feel like we've been doing more than ever in the last few months. So definitely been um, good for us here. I think going forward, there's a lot of new stuff in there and a lot of new features for anybody coming back from kind of a layoff to their RG premium subscriptions. Your fellow offensive lineman. My fellow offensive linemen, um, <laughs> most people, you know, are worse at their jobs because they play DFS, right? They're less efficient. And I, um, I am worse at DFS because of my job, because I'll end up testing something and building lineups for something that I'm not actually playing or I forget to go and set a real lineup for or do any research for. Uh, just trying to test out all of these new things. So it's kind of like the opposite effect, but I guess it's, it's interesting. It's a good test case for, for that kind of stuff because the end goal for most people is very indiv individualistic, right? DFS is very individual uh, isolating kind of endeavor for the most part with you're worried about your lineups and what you're doing on whatever sports you're playing and have to take the opposite view of things and try to make it, general so this works for everybody and um you know it works for all sports and whatever people are playing whatever however many lineups and and those kind of things so definitely it's it's um it's challenging because i'm kind of interface to the customers too so yeah that's um that's keeping me busy i mean is it is it possible to be too good at your job dean <laughs> well i mean people ask me that all the time and they, they think i would know the answer <laughs> uh -huh. like i have clearly experience in that uh no i don't i don't know I mean, let's ask tim tebow i'm sure people think he was he was too good he couldn't get a job that's what happened to tim tebow i feel like if i respond too quickly to users questions and things like that right then i set the bar too high then it's like if i ever i have to be gone for for a day or two then i i can never get away so we're gonna see how that works out i'm, I'm going camping over fourth of july weekend so good luck you know life is about expectations where, where, where are we going camping I'm going camping to a tiny little town in Southern Colorado. I'm not allowed to divulge any more details, Dean. <laughs> I don't want like the GPS, you know, give me the you've exact numbers. You've been looking at my Netflix. You've been looking at my Twitter. That's all you're getting. Do you know what kind of car I drive and what time I'm leaving? A Ford Focus. No, you probably have like a minivan because Ford you have kids. Focus. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no. I don't have a car. Is that insulting? I have no, I really, I'm not a car guy. So the, I can't the soccer mom the car. Way to go straight to the soccer mom car. <laughs> Uh, no, it's like an SUV, but what's funny is we rented a minivan to go to Texas a couple of years ago and the kids loved it. They were all about the minivan. It has so much storage space. Look what you can do with these TVs. You know, they, <laughs> they loved the rental car because it was something new and different, but, um, yeah, maybe one day I'll, I'll get the kids. Uh, if I want a GPP, maybe I'll buy a minivan. I can be the first, I can be a trendsetter. 
There you go. And I don't, again, I don't know any of my cars. I don't know if that's insulting or not. I'm just throwing names out there. Just the first thing that popped in my brain. But uh, there you go. Uh, do you, are you good at camping? Is that something like you start, if you were on Survivor, can you start a fire? Hmm. If I were going to go on Survivor, I would learn how to start a fire sure. before. I, I've definitely, I'm all about the preparation for, for doing something like that new. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not able to just tent camp anymore because it hurts to lay on the ground all night versus like when you're 20, 22, it's fine. But now no, no more tent camping. I think those days are behind me. There's no uh, air mattresses? Uh, well, my parents have a, an RV where we can, we can sleep in the beds or we'll, we'll do something like that. Like you said, you can get foam pads and air mattresses and those kind of things. So this time we're getting like a cabin. So it'll be a little bit, um, it's like half and half, definitely not like motel with all the amenities um glam camping you know gl- glamping <laughs> i've never gone camping before i'm a i'm a city boy so i don't know uh, i'm open to it but uh i'm not crashing yours don't worry <laughs> colorado's a good state to go camping camping hunting fishing those kind of things definitely outdoor activities um we get outside a lot even even in the last couple of months you know the kids have way more energy than i do so we get out and about and go and do three, do things. They took golf lessons last week. So we're trying to, to do a few things that they're able to do now. Um, that it's a little bit, some things are, are allowed or whatever. So. Well, now the, uh, the Valencia spring break Olympics are over. They need things to do, right? Hey man, the Valencia spring break Olympics were a big hit since we needed some Olympics in 2020. What happened is it was right before spring break and the kids were, I think a couple of days actually out from spring break where they were supposed to go back to school when uh, the whole Rudy Gobert thing went down. I'll just say that for now, right? Um, And so everybody decided they weren't going back to school the next week. And well, I did the math and we were gonna have a 17 day spring break essentially. (laughs) So, hey, how many days are in the Olympics? 17 days. So some people, I would post every day what we did on, on Twitter and a picture of me and the kids so we'd get our medals one, two, and three. And what event we did and who won and everything. And they got to help come up with some of the events you know we had board games and different things and of course my daughter was at a disadvantage for some of them so those kind of events were good for them but um you know we went through the 17 days and people were like are you continuing with the olympics are you doing more yeah. i'm like i'm working full time and we're doing all these events like i had to build a <laughs> ramp you know the first day i'm engineering this lego ramp where we had like dragster races and the kids are spending all afternoon building their state-of-the-art cars and leaving me with the leftover wheels and parts and things like that right so it's like you know I can't keep up this pace forever that's how I felt with the the e-learning stuff it's like I can't just keep going at this pace all day every day but um, well, that's why you gotta I have you gotta have paper airplane day like that that buys you that takes about all 12 minutes or something like that right we did have paper airplane day we definitely <laughs> did that one we did that one in my parents basement because they have a very long room where we could fly the paper airplane so if you want to check out the spring break Olympics there on my Twitter um, at the end of end of March, I believe it was hashtag like Valencia spring break or something like that. Um, oh, I'm so we'll on right now. Winter break, right? Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> spring break, winter break. I mean, I know, I know we need to do the summer Olympics, but we'll do spring and pro- we'll try to do the winter break Olympics. So if you have event ideas, um, I'm open. I have some, some of my family and friends want to be involved in the next Olympics. So we'll have to do other countries. So. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. I got to keep them entertained because I told you they just run around all day with so much energy, and they have to have to have some activities and structure um, so that you know they can they can keep 
let me get things done at, at certain times of the day too. So yeah, it's a delicate balance. I have some of the potential. Now I, I don't, I have a suggestion list. I'm not sure if you went ahead and did all these, I can scroll through and find them, but uh, what's Kapunk? Kapunk? What's that? Kapunk is very difficult. The kids didn't like that one much. <laughs> I got this game in, I believe in colleges when it was a hit. So it was a big, like one of those um, ads you would see on TV. That's some new game to buy, right? Where you had to order it over the internet and you have, um, basically it looks like just a cup that you would, you would have in your house, like a plastic cup. And it has a sensor on it that when the ball goes in, it like catches it and it makes noise. So, you know, you made the shot or whatever, but you have a deck of cards and they're all like trick shots, like bounce this ball, ping pong ball off of a table, then off of a, the bottom of a pan that's turned upside down and then into the cup. And you'll have so many tries anywhere from one to five tries to do it. So if it was like you, me and Devin, and we all took turns you know, if I miss, then it's your turn on the card. And it's like horse in that regard. Like you make the shot, you get the card. And then once you get so many cards, you win the game. And it took us like an hour to an hour and a half to get like three or four cards, eat, whatever it was. I think it was three cards for the winner because it was really hard to make these shots. Like you're throwing them between your legs or they have to roll off of a table into a cup. And it's, um, you could turn it into, I guess, like a, a big social game, but yeah, it's um, a challenging event. One of the most challenging of the 2020 games. <laughs> Not as challenging. of It's a sledding with a question mark. That seems like a lot of work. I don't think you can do sledding. I don't know if that went down. Or you had archery, uh, shoots and ladders, uh, paper airplane, rock, paper, scissors. Did that happen? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah, that happened. I, I, I'll have you know. I mean, I don't want to challenge you. Like, I don't know if you're ready, if you're prepared before the show or anything, but uh, we have our cams on. I, I mean, I'm like undefeated in rock, paper, scissors. And yeah. I, I do, can I play read this. my eyes? Can I like I, block my eyes when I do it? You can do that if you want, if you must, if you insist. I play the best two out of three. I, this will be great for the audio listeners for sure. Uh, I, I play uh, I play mind games. Here's, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you, just so you know, before we even do it, I'm going to throw rock. Just a heads up. And you know the rules. Like paper beats rock. You understand how that works? I got it. You so, ready? Yeah, two I'm, out of three. What do we before, do? One, again. two, three, shoot or one, two, shoot? Oh no! One, two, three, shoot! What do you mean? Yeah, you got to say three, right? That's what we did. We did rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah, so one, two, three. Yeah, shoot. and I'm throwing again, just to be clear. I'm going to throw the rock, and paper meets rock. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Are you ready? Do you want to call it? You can call it. Okay, rock, paper. Are we going to be live, or is there going to be like a delay? I, I don't know. I think we're. I think we're live. We're doing it live. Okay. <laughs> you got to be on the cam apparently with your hand. I, I don't know what this is a, but I, I'm ready to rock, go. paper like this, right? Ready? Let's do okay, it. Here we go on three rock, paper, scissors, shoot. what did you throw? I can't see a rock. I, I told you I was throwing rock. Why did you throw paper? Do you not trust me? Are we going to do this again? We're going to, it's going to be a stalemate. I'm going to throw rock again. If you throw rock again, we're just going to be, we're going to tie. Let's try this again. You call it rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What'd you throw? Okay. I can't there see. You go. I was scissors. You've got one. What? Are you not listening to what I'm telling you? <laughs> if you want to beat me, throw did paper. You, did you see the results of the rock, paper, scissors Olympics? Did you win this? Or I, I don't know. No, I lost this event. Oh boy. Well, I could see why you don't, you don't follow directions. Well, all right. So it's one zero me, right? So I just got to keep throwing rock and you keep throwing the scissors. We're good to go. Okay. okay we'll ready? this out. I'm going to throw rock again, just for the, okay. for the record. You ready? Yes. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. There it is. Yes, paper. All right. Now we're even 1-1. One, one. This is where it gets psychological. But okay, let's, it's, it all comes down to this. The audio listeners are, are very excited about this, I'm sure. 
One last time. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What did you throw? I can't I see. you. <laughs> rock, rock. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> All right, here we go. One last time. Call it in the air. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What'd you throw? Scissors? Oh, I threw rock. I told you I was throwing rock the entire time. That's, you know, I, where's my gold medal? Do you have, can you say, I can give you my address and we'll make yep. this happen. Yep. I saw with the kids, uh, you, you got first, second, and third place medals for everybody. So th- there are participation medals in the Valencia household? Yep. In, in this in this case, we got medals. Um, <laughs> there are typically not participation medals if it's just regular. So like when I'm coaching them in basketball, they they know that they're not getting their medal unless they they listen and try. So um, Are you harder on them than everybody else? Are you the coach of like an entire team, I assume? Yeah, I coached both of their teams through the Y. So that was like the very end of the season was in March. So they missed their spring sports soccer. But we made it through basketball season. And um, and now, like I said, they're, they're doing golf lessons now. So um, I don't know what else they'll do this summer. They've kind of been trying a bunch of different sports. So I try to get them into different things and see what they like. Obviously, my sport was basketball, but we'll see if, if they follow along with that or not. I do not feel like I could coach them in golf or any other sport. I could coach them in basketball, but only probably to a certain age. Um, it gets tough in like the middle school ages for other reasons. There are some things like even school was like that, where um, being a parent is different than being a teacher and being a coach is different than being the parent and those kind of, kind of divides. So well, they that's stop listening to you, like, in middle school? Is that what you're saying? Like, oh, maybe a coach would be better to, uh, at a different age? Yeah, like different there are, and there are motivation issues with them being at school. And, like, when they get up and get dressed and eat breakfast and pack their lunches and go off to school, they know they're there to learn, right, and listen to the teacher. But, like, get up, put pajamas on, stay in pajamas, don't have to do anything yet because only one kid is at the computer at a time. Then I'm just going to sit and play video games for a while until mom yells at me. Yeah. Uh, so the motivation is definitely lacking. It's it's a bit different just because it's just totally different environment for them that they're not used to. So definitely hard on the kids, but we made it through the best we could. We did field day. So we went to a park and, and did field day. We would do different hikes that they have. There are plenty of places to go hiking around here. So we would do those typically on the weekends when I had more time, but, you know, just got them out and about and, and doing the different activities. So they, um, you know, they did have assignments and things like that, that they had to complete and get turned in. So it was a busy time for sure, but hopefully they will go back in the fall. And, um, cause I'm going to have like five different sports to support at a time. So. <laughs> You're going to be exhausted. Somebody else has to teach them. It's not going to be you. Uh, but the final medal count I'm seeing you, uh, you lost. Well, it, the kids combined won nine events and you won eight events. So the kids were you, combined, did you let them win? the kids, listen, the kids combined their totals so that they could get a Lego set at the end because they're definitely schemers, right? They have to, they go after some motivation or some goal that they have. And I mean, it made it more fun. That turned out to be something at the end because we knew like my daughter wasn't doing too well. Um, She had a disadvantage. We tried to handicap certain events like racing around the block. I gave my kids each a head start and um, I didn't, I never caught my son. So he won that and man, I, you know, I hadn't run in a while. So that was, that was fun running like an 800 around my block. So was there tanking involved? Did I hear, I, I it sounds like I heard there was some tanking. You're tanking trying to get the number one pick? Running around the block? You're letting your daughter win, giving her head starts. 
Oh, I gave her, I caught her. I just, I thought I could spot my son, however many seconds, 10 seconds or five seconds, whatever it was. And he just flat out like ran it as fast as I did. So I didn't quite catch him. You played a, you played basketball in college. Who was your, who was your comp? Who was your NBA comp, your WNBA comp? Who, uh, who's like, whose game would you say that like you're most uh, closely modeled after? Rip Hamilton. <laughs> he was okay. the mid-range guy right like I yeah. was like the mid-range I, the, I I didn't shoot a ton of threes I was like a combo guard so I'd play the point and the two but I was short um so I was the like Charles Barkley body but a, a two guard yeah that didn't work well all the time um but I was mid-range game like I liked to drive get fouled get to the foul line and and um and dish so um, now if I played, I'd have to take analytics into account and play a little bit differently. So yeah, I definitely don't think my kids are going to be tall either. So if they play basketball, it's going to be, you're going to have to learn to shoot, you know, you're going to have to be an outside shooter and get open and, and move around. So yeah, we'll have to see, we'll have to get me motivated to find some time to train for the RG game. I was doing all my scouting last year so that maybe I could play this year, replace somebody on the court. I think you're better than Crane. You're better than probably at least half those guys, maybe all those guys for all I know. Crane's better than all of you guys thought he was. I just want to put that on the record. Is he really? Yeah, he was. He's got a good shot. He was good out there. He played the, I, I was told he went back and forth like three times and then tapped He out won his prop left. bet. Just just ask him. He won his prop bet. On what was RG his prop? Sheet. A half a point? He had to outscore a couple of guys like Cruzen and somebody else. And um, he made a couple buckets. So he, he won that prop bet. Fair enough. Uh, well, I guess that's all that matters. He won his bet and he just tapped out. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody was taking the other side of it, but uh, that's, I mean, I've been on some weird things, but I, I've never been on that, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, because I probably would have been on the, the wrong side of it. I definitely would not have been on betting the, the crane side. How did you, uh, how'd you get into playing? Uh, did you get a scholarship? How'd you get into playing uh, college basketball? Where were you playing at? So I played division two, which is part of the university of Colorado system. Um, but just the, the D2, D2 level. Um, yeah, we were all kind of on partial scholarships. Our athletic department was tiny. In fact, we didn't, we didn't have a football team. So, um, budgeting in our whole conference is just kind of different. Like about half the teams have football and half of them don't. Um, so partial scholarship for that and partial for like academics. And there was a leadership program that I was in. So we had to do different stuff, community service and all of that kind of stuff. So I basically had two jobs in college doing these community service hours voluntarily as a college student doing community service hours and playing basketball. Um, so I didn't get a lot of sleep in college either, but always yeah, busy. graduated in four years and played four years of, of ball. So that was a win. Cause then I went straight into engineering and, you know, I've, I mean, I've always played sports and loved sports and math and the number side of things, any puzzles or games. So still into any kind of, game competition oh, i think you just want me i mean nicole i'm not sure if you can hear me or not but uh you gotta fix your mic over there all right we're good to go uh some of your favorites give, give me some of your favorites that might have been my internet hopefully it's not we'll power through and we'll correct this uh your favorite athlete of all time maybe as a child and now as, a, as an adult man of all time so growing up it was jordan and bo jackson which sounds funny coming from a colorado native like bronco fan like i was always rooting for the broncos but I mean, how anybody could see just what an amazing athlete Bo Jackson was, right, of all time. And so it was sad that we basically missed his prime years. Um, And, of course, just in basketball growing up, it was Jordan. 
Um, probably like for anybody else is probably John Elway, like anybody on a, on a Colorado team. Um, I'd say it was Elway. Now it's more Nolan and Jokic. Um, definitely just like the uniqueness of Jokic's game. Like, you know, even if I didn't live in Colorado, it would probably be, he would be one of my favorite players just from, from how he plays and, um, the way he, he sees the court just as a big man. And, um, you know, nobody thought he could play, you, you look at him and he wouldn't be the first guy picked or anything like that. So I like those kind of stories. Yeah, as a neutral fan, uh, I have no ties to Denver, but Jokic is just one of the most fun players to watch in the league. And just the things he does, like you said, in that body too, especially, uh, he's just a lot of fun to watch for sure. And uh, hopefully he stays healthy. Jokic or Embiid, who do you want the next five years? I guess you want Jokic. That's a ridiculous question. I'm actually he's wearing a, a goatage, the goat Jokic shirt. There you go. That <laughs> I have. That, that answers the question, I that, suppose, right? That answers the question. Yes. Your your uh, your favorite like at the game moment you can think of like your favorite time like coolest thing you see in any sport whatever whatever comes to mind. Champ Bailey's pick of Tom Brady in the playoffs coming back to uh, the end zone where he, the debate was he fumbled at like the pylon but the Broncos beat them on like five turnovers and everybody wanted to argue afterwards. Well, the Patriots had so many more yards of offense because they kept turning the ball over and the Broncos had a one yard drive, you know, like, <laughs> um, so I was at that game in the playoffs. So that was definitely exciting. Um, that might be my favorite thing that I've like seen in person at a game. Um, taking the kids to a game is fun. Like last year I got 30 family members together and we went to a Rockies game. Oh wow. And that was a whole lot of fun. Cause we just had this huge block of tickets and you know, of course the kids want everything in the stadium. I want a hot dog and then I'm going to follow it up with pizza and nachos and you got to get me a soda and we need some Dippin' Dots and they just, they just eat sugar all day. And it's are Dippin' Dots still the ice cream of the future or is it now currently the future? Because they said that years ago. Yeah, I think it's currently here. Or are we back to the future? It's the ice cream of the present. Sure. <laughs> Maybe we have to go back to the future, and now yeah. we're there. I got my I'm friend Biff Tannen and uh, Marty McFly. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll ask them and figure it out. But uh, Is yeah. that a kid's appropriate movie? How old do you think? Is that PG or PG-13? That so, might be a good movie to watch. Back to the Future is PG, but uh, he is, like his mom is hitting on him, which is kind of sort of weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a PG movie for what it's worth. These <laughs> were so. crazy in the eighties. I mean, Goonies, right? The kids watch Goonies. They love Goonies, but like Goonies, there's some language in there and things that if they made it now, I'm sure it would have a worse rating or a higher rating. However you want to look at it for ages. Um, things are rated differently, I guess, but yeah, there are some good movies like that, that we started watching some of the early '90s movies, like Richie yeah. Rich and Home Alone. They love so every Christmas they've got to watch that Culkin. one a, a few times. Home Alone, Home Alone Two. I think there are like four of them. Maybe there are seven of them. I'm not. They sure. changed the but kid after, out at some point. After two, forget it. You know that was the prime years for me. <laughs> Home Alone and Home Alone Two. Mighty Ducks. They've seen. We watched Little Giants recently. Oh, can we talk about that for a second? I actually can. I can. I can. I go on a little vent for about Little Giants. You remember the Little Giants, the very last play of the game. They had the annexation of Puerto Rico. You recall this, right? Uh-huh. And I, is it a tie score? It's either a tie score or they're, like, down they're by losing. one or something like that. Yeah. They're on their own one-yard line with, like, five seconds to go. They're 99 yards away from scoring, right? Uh-huh. And they run this trick play. And Ed O'Neill's ridiculous defense, like, just have, like, ten guys back, 
Let them do whatever they want on the 50-yard line or the 40-yard line. But they fall for the trick play with all oh, – just don't let them go 99 yards. You know what I'm talking about here? There are some holes that you can poke at certain movies, Steve. This makes me angry. Little Giants is not one of them, no. <laughs> no, it is. I feel like I'm making a point here. A 99-yard play on your own one-yard line with like one second to go? What are we talking about? But you're Where's real fun defense? to watch a movie with, Dean. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, in the moment, I'm not like pausing it. Let's, like, let's talk about it. I'm sure I just let it play through and I see Take quietly. your notes during and then afterwards we have to have a 20-minute dissertation on what the heck happened and what was wrong. Did you see that plot twist? Yeah, I mean, it's a kid's movie, so there's got to be some, I guess, some liberties. You could say the same thing things in Mighty Ducks and is this going to go in or is it not going to go in and how's this going to play out? The movie has to end happily. Uh, um, yeah, I guess that's true. You know, sometimes it doesn't, that's not how it plays out in real life, but. Did one of the kids point it out and say the man, that annexation of Puerto Rico, that was just nonsense. That was BS. <laughs> this is how we should have drawn up the play. Um, <laughs> no, my kids didn't point out that one in particular. I'll give them a few more years and I'm sure they will be skeptics on everything, but. For right now, they can continue to just enjoy Little Giants for the <laughs> cinematical masterpiece that it I'm is. I'm no fun. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to discourage them watching Back to the Future. I, I, it's an endorsement for sure. I don't, if the kid's zero, like, or whatever, one, two, I don't care. Let, let them watch Back to the Future. It's one of the greatest, one of the greatest PG movies of all time. I'll say that. Rudy, I think, is also PG. So there you go. Off the top of my head, those are Hoosiers two really good. Rudy. I'm sure Hoosiers is a. Uh... Hoosiers, Coorsfield. People want me to do the double O's. I was going to ask. I didn't want to be a smart ass, so I was going to ask. You went to the Colorado Stadium. What was the name of that stadium you guys went to? Yeah, we go to Coorsfield. I uh, I can't remember who I was doing with. I, I, I think it was with Mangone or somebody. We, we had like a 15 or 20 minute conversation. We were watching local news for Colorado just to hear the way. And Do I say Colorado wrong? I think I do. Like, how do you guys say it? Colorado. I, Oh, maybe I got it right. I'm, now I'm self-conscious about it. But I wanted to hear the way local news broadcasters say Coors Field because the way I heard you say it is Coors. And it, I got like it was a mixed bag. Like some say Coors and some say Coors and I got nowhere with it. Yeah, I swear I've seen the founder, right? Pete Coors on a commercial saying I'm Pete Coors and I, you know, have <laughs> been brewing beer in the Rockies for however many years. But I mean, I, I like, I'm not subconscious, uh, self-conscious about it, but I, I mean, I've seen commercials with him in it, but I, I could say words, certain words, just funnily with an accent, whatever. Um, it's too late to change now, I guess. Oh yeah. It's I'm my not, brand. Embrace it. It's yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'll make a, a Twitter poll uh, about this or something like C O O. How do you pronounce cores field and just add a couple extra O's I suppose, or I'm not really sure how to spell it out phonetically. Um, yeah, so this is here. I'm another hot. I'm gonna be angry about this one too. Not angry, but and you know, this is a hot take. So this is good. And I think I actually responded to this on Twitter. Uh, apparently, I don't know if this is like a family recipe or whatever, but uh, you were talking about you, you put a picture up there of a it's a cottage cheese, cottage cheese pie. It's cottage cheese pie season. It's never cottage cheese pie season, is it? it, it I guess it is in your household. Yeah, my mom's family is a big family. So I told you we went to. 30 family members went to this Rockies game and they're basically all like my cousins and you know aunts and uncles and stuff like that and um so we have these huge gatherings for Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter we used to have the same thing like we'd have to get together 
every two months just to have birthday celebrations because there were so many in the family. So we'd all get to grandma and grandpa's house and, and play flag football in the backyard, right? So I played with all my cousins. We'd play all these games growing up. And cottage cheese pie is a family tradition. And somebody always makes it and brings a couple of them. And I don't think I ever tried it until I was like 30 years old. But then once it is like, okay, like it's not, it's not super sweet. So some people like really sweet, rich desserts. Some people don't, but I guess like pumpkin pie, I wouldn't consider a super sweet dessert. Right. So yeah, it's basically cottage cheese in a pie. But if you think about it, it's not that much different than cheesecake because it's made with like a graham cracker crust and it kind of looks similar. I'm sure I had a picture of it, but oh yeah, it's always somebody in the family makes it. I don't know that I've ever made it personally. I'm more the pumpkin cake roll with the cream cheese frosting in the middle. Okay. Cream cheese frosting is a good frosting. It's either got to be buttercream or cream cheese. So now we're in desserts. We're kind of in my comfort zone here. So um, (laughs) cottage cheese pie. Yeah. Hit me up for a recipe. I'm sure I can grab one from somebody in the family, but I I'm not usually the one that makes it, but it's not as bad as it sounds. It is one of those things that kind of sounds like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah. Sometimes you got to get some of those weird food takes out because you never know until you try it. And nobody on Twitter vouched for you. Nobody was like, yes, my family makes that too. And it's delicious. Everybody was just like, uh, hard pass. I, don't I wonder know. if they just ran out of food at my mom's house and were like, what do we have left? We got cottage cheese left. Who wants that? Let's throw it in a pie. All right. This is what we're having for Thanksgiving. And boom, the rest is history. Isn't that one of those cooking shows? They just give you like five random items and say, just say, figure it out. Concoct something that tastes okay. I think my grandpa could cook like that where he could just throw things in. But if you asked him how he made it, it was just like, well, you throw in some of this and you put in some of that and boom, you've got a stew. You know, I can't cook like that, but some people can. Yeah. Uh, what, what lasts longer, the, the cottage cheese pie or like the apple pie or the pumpkin pie? I feel like the cottage cheese pie is the last one standing. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Like if they're all laid out for the family. Yeah, it might be, but we do like an apple strudel that is just oh. amazing. So that, <laughs> like, you know, homemade apple pie, like the real special apple pie, like that's sure. what apple strudel is. So yeah, um, that may be like pumpkin or cottage cheese, but you should, you should try it. Oh, I've got I, lots of things to mail to you. <laughs> mail not, pie. Okay. Cottage cheese, like fresh cottage cheese, is disturbing to me. I do not want like three well, that's, day old I think, cottage cheese. Part of the problem. Um, <laughs> if you can't have regular cottage cheese, then no, you probably can't have cottage cheese pie. I have kind of a child's palate, and it's also in the family of ricotta, ricotta, and I don't like that either. It's just sort of a. I have a lot of hangups, Nicole. It's just uh-huh. this is just on me, I suppose. But uh, I mean, this is a safe space. You can just you know <laughs> let it out, whatever. Whatever. Is Who's it your though? favorite? Who's your favorite athlete of all time? You know, when I was a kid, uh, I was a Miami Heat fan, and this is a totally random one, but I love Brian Shaw. Uh, okay. Yeah, just totally totally random off the board. I mean, obviously there's chalky ones like I, you know, I had Bo Jackson on my wall, and I had Jordan on my wall as well too, but. Uh, Brian Shaw was like my unsung hero. Like for whatever reason, I was I was a Heat fan, and I loved to uh, love Brian Shaw. And I was so disappointed that I, I left the night that he hit like ten threes. He tied the record for the all time threes in a game that Simpson surpassed, I believe, by either Clay Thompson or Steph Curry or something like that. But uh, and that that was Brian Shaw's big. Uh, well, that and I think he dated Madonna. I think that's what he's known for. <laughs> I feel like that. I think that's his resume. I, I don't know what else. He was a Celtic for a while too, of course, but. Uh, yeah, that's sort of a, you know, what's weird. You're like the only person ever asked me questions. And it's like, oh, people are, it's like a conversation. I feel like we should interview you, but um, <laughs> you, interesting. Like, well, I, I do have questions because I get curious about these kind of things when you ask certain things. 
Um, like I know you followed the UFC, the U, sorry, the UCF Knights, and I came more from like I, I followed teams, right? I would root for certain teams, but it seems like you kind of just always rooted for individuals. Like maybe you'd root for a team, but you had more allegiance to the individuals even before DFS than than like I ever did, right? Where some people come in, they root for teams, and they get into DFS, and now I root more for the individuals. Um, not just because they're on my lineups or something, but I just, that's kind of like, I like to follow more just individual players now than, than I ever did before. Um, and I feel like you've kind of just always had that where you've followed the individuals and you're just going to root for who you like. Yeah. So just to, not to, well, actually you, but that's the national championship, uh, you know, winning University of Central Florida UCF Knights, uh, just to be clear. I mean, people know that happened, right? You know, they won a national champion. They had a parade at Disney World and everything. You know, that happens. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you. If we beat if we beat the national champs the year they win a title, does that make you co-national? <laughs> Nobody beat them that year though. Nobody beat them that year. I'm just saying, like we can start playing. If this team beats this time, it's the six degrees of separation thing. Yeah, and you can make the worst team the. You can make Furman the national champions if like you yeah. want to play that route. Uh, fun fact, by the way, I was at that game, the Sugar Bowl. Uh, that was good times for sure. They beat Auburn. You know who I watched that game with? Dave Potts. Some people know him better as Cheese is Good. And he was, he's an Auburn fan. So uh, it was weird because he's not, he was not pleased. Like, Dave, you know, you know, Dave never shows any emotion. Like, he wasn't pleased. <laughs> that was a, I have him on tomorrow or you know, in a couple of days. And uh, well, I'm sure, I'll be sure, surely that will come up just coincidentally. I can't imagine how it would, but it might come up that UCF beat Auburn in not the national championship game, but close enough. And as far as the NFL, um, when I was a kid, when I was a youngster, I loved the run and shoot. So I liked the uh, Warren Moon. Uh, Warren Moon with the wide receivers, of course, being Drew Hill and Haywood Jeffries and Ernest Gibbons and Curtis Duncan. Wow. Alonzo Highsmith was the running back. Great offense. A lot of fun. But, of course, Houston no longer, they were defunct. They moved to Tennessee, I believe. And I just couldn't go with that. Um, so I just sort of lost my team. And, of course, Houston got a team year, years later. And I'm from South Florida, and I just all my friends were Dolphin fans, and I just didn't like the Dolphins. So I'm like, eh, I don't like this team. For whatever reason, like Marino was around and he was fun, but uh, yeah. So, and I just never really could kind of transfer over. And then when Culpepper ran to the pros, and I was like, oh, maybe I can work Minnesota. And I just couldn't force it. It couldn't. It wouldn't take for whatever reason. So that's why I have no NFL team. Uh, basketball, it's the Heat, hockey, Panthers. But you know, I only I only know so much about hockey. Are you an Avalanche fan? Yeah, when they first came here, I believe I was in middle school, and they won the cup their first year, right? So the Panthers. Um, yeah, I went to the parade the second time when they won the cup, and so that was a fun time. But yeah, I've been to a couple of games. I haven't gone to a ton of Avalanche games, but I'd I'd like to go. Hockey's fun to watch live. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. watching hockey live, so I would like to go to another game. Um, the kids have been to Rockies games and Nugget Nuggets games. No Which do they prefer? Games, no Avalanche games. Um, I think the oh, that's a tough question. Actually, I was going to just say the Nuggets games, but. That could be because one time DraftKings gave me tickets and we sat second row. And so that was uh, a whole lot of fun. Like Jokic's brother almost ran over my son because he came down from the stands yelling about a call. Um, his brother gets really into the games. Like if you ever watch the Nuggets on League Pass, you'll probably see him stand up and you'll know, oh, that's Jokic's brother. Right? What's he look like? Like Jokic? Jokic, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a real big guy like like Jokic too, his short haircut. And um, he sits like on one of the one of the sides of the court. Uh, a couple of rows up and, and came down to to yell about a call in one of the games when we were walking back to our seats. But um, the Rockies games are, are fun for the atmosphere. Like it's a beautiful stadium and you get the view of the, 
the Rockies, of course, they have great, they're actually a really fun follow on Twitter, one of the best baseball accounts, and they'll send out awesome sunsets and things like that. But yeah, that's really, you do get those kind of sunsets in Colorado. What's and, the name um, of the, the dragon? The, the, what's the, dra- the dragon that oh, sits behind home plate? Yeah, it's like he's the a triceratops. So my apologies. Dinger. Dinger. <laughs> You're he, not up he, on kids' dinosaurs like I am. <laughs> if you have a son, you know kids' dinosaurs. You go through that stage. Every parent does. He his job in the ninth inning, correct me if I'm wrong, like if they're if the Rockies are losing in the ninth inning, he goes behind home plate and tries to distract the closer. Is that correct? <laughs> well, I've seen him on TV before, but I'm not sure like when he's allowed in there exactly. Or like maybe maybe he's not allowed to do that. Uh, Eddie Bohr all the time. Yeah, he does. That. I have seen him back there behind home plate. Like, <laughs> hey. It's a distinct home field advantage when Dinger is like, you know, flipping <laughs> off. I don't know if he's flipping off the pitcher, but he's making signs and things like that. After the humidor, we decided it wasn't hard enough to pitch at Coors Field anymore. So we decided to put Dinger back there and, <laughs> and add to the difficulty level because we figured that would mess up Derek Cardi's projection. So oh, we boy. were all about that. <laughs> We need 10 years of uh, data of Dinger behind the plate in order to, to draw any sort of conclusions. 10,000 yeah. plate appearances. There you go. Uh, the Malcolm Gladwell uh, projections. Hey, you mentioned DK. Let's get you out of here on this. We kept you a long time. Devin's got to go to bed, too. He's uh, producing. We're doing this like, late at night uh, to fit all our schedules. I say all of our schedules. I'm, my, my schedule's wide open. You're, you're busy working and being a mom and doing all sorts of things. You're watching ALF. I mean, that, that takes time. Uh, you mentioned DK. Um, you're on the player committee. How did that come about? Like, like, what can you give us from, I know a lot of that's, you know, you can't say obviously, but uh, what can you give us about how you became a member of the DK player committee? What's going on there? Yeah, they were like, you know, you're basically developing code on our website. We should probably get to know who this is and make sure that this is all legit and above board um, and get you on our, on our team. Um, But no, they, they wanted some people from, different sites, different content providers, and that had kind of a good grasp on the community and different players, right? They want the casual players. They want the pro players. They want the in-between players that play multiple sports. And so I kind of have to do a lot of that. Obviously, I know all the sports and kind of follow them all or at least know what we're building and what is required for different sports. And so they thought I would be a good fit for that reason because I'm kind of um, you know, have to be looking at all these different sports. So not everybody plays every sport, of course, but yeah, it's good to have just kind of a variety of people that do different things. So we give them suggestions about things or feedback that we see about things. Um, so if they want to bring the basketball tournament to DK, then we're all in for supporting it at Roto Grinders. And people should at you on Twitter if they have any uh, suggestions for DK. I'm sure that's what you want, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, three in the morning. Cause I turned my phone off at 11. So I won't see it until seven in the morning. Um, so I'll keep my sanity, but <laughs> yes, you can send suggestions in all seriousness at any time to at in Valencia 30 on either discord or Twitter, or even on my Roto-Grinders account or at Nicole, uh, Nicole at rotogrinders.com. That works too. If you want to send an email about something that's not broken, but it's a feature, it's a bug. <laughs> We'll Just as long fixed. as they're not uh, tracking you down in, the, in your 10th and July 4th weekend or something like that. That's We're right. all good. <laughs> July people, 4th, no people, suggestions. You know, most people are pretty good. I haven't had a ton of the trolls. I can get along with most people on Twitter. Um, it, it works out pretty well. You know, just don't take yourself so seriously and it's fine, right? I, I think that that's a problem for some people is it's so serious about whatever and name names who are you who are you referencing you're thinking of somebody i don't i'm just i'm just trying to get you in trouble and call somebody out and oh start no trailer. i got comments for something i said the other day that 
you know, because the PGA players were um, required to wear pants and the LPGA wear skirts and all this. So we see all these matches with like Brady and Manning and they're all wearing shorts. It's like, really, is the PGA that stodgy that they can't wear like shorts on too? Or like, why? Are they not allowed to? I don't know the rules. No. So I thought it was funny to just say like, are we being sexist here with everything going on? Right. Cancel culture and being sexist that LPGA can wear skirts, but you know, we can't have the PGA players in shorts. And somebody was like, you know, that the PGA tour doesn't make that rule. It's something the players demanded. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, that I was just (laughs) making a kind of a joke about watching golf and it wasn't a big deal, but I appreciate your feedback. Rory McIlroy wants to play in a kilt. I read that someplace. So (laughs) maybe you you might've started a movement for all I know, but uh, that's a good, just not just Twitter, but just a general life rule. Like don't take yourself too seriously. Not that like we're here to give life advice, but there you go. Uh, we can end on a high note with that. Uh, you gave out your, your your Twitter and all that, but anything else you want to say as far as, uh, well, I guess you, you ran it all down. If anything else you want to say, four is yours. Otherwise, we'll get out of here. Yeah. Go Nuggets in the playoffs. Go Avalanche. And um, what do I need? Plus 30 for the Broncos in week one. Yeah, for all your your sports betting needs. No, um, no it's just been fun with, with Roto-Grinders. Like, basically pleased to have this opportunity and turn it into what it is now, so excited for all these core sports coming back and what we can build. And, you know, in another year, we'll have to do a show. We've never done actually like a baseball show together or anything, you know, we'll have I to feel do like we like may a have. reunion I, I, of things. I've done a show we, with Siege. I've done a show with Jeff L. Hefe when I first started. Um, I did a lot Cardi? of shows with Britt and Derek Cardi together. Yep. Do we, we've done a show before. You, I'm just not that memorable. Apparently I'm fairly certain we have. No, I don't think we've done a live show. Like we've, like no. we've had, um, interactions talks like there's probably like lineup hq tutorial or how to use the browser extensions <laughs> you know I'm, I'm insulted now i'm believe i'm fairly certain i'm gonna check the archives on yeah, youtube you know something. Devin should be able to pull that up for us so do, should we make a wager like should we leave and make a wager on who's gonna who's gonna go farther in, in the playoffs or if we actually did a show together or not and then we'll we'll set up our punishment on throw it out there you have to, uh, send, out, you have to send out a sexist tweet <laughs> I mean, on the uh, the podcast I did with Grant and uh, and, and uh, Mangone, we would have to like, a, you know, if you get the, if you get the, the worst prediction for the week, we have to send some a tweet out that somebody else would yeah. send set up for you. And I'm sure if you check my timeline, you can basically find which ones they are. Right. <laughs> so Most people knew that joke, but I don't know how many people are going to make it all the way to the end of this show. So maybe nobody will be in on the jokes. That could make it more fun. Yeah. Right, I'll say that great. we have never done a live show together before this. I say we have. I'm fairly Devin serious. has to go look it up. So now we're going to give him homework and he's going to be <laughs> even more upset about having me on the show. Devin's um, got to go to bed. He's got some kale to eat. He's got to play some Call of Duty. It's a whole big night for him still. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have to look it up tonight, but I'll say that we've never done a live show together. And then he can come up with the tweet that we have to send for the loser. Sound good? There you go. I disagree with you. I mean, yes, yeah, so I'm, so I'm, yeah. I, I will sign up. I'm fairly certain we have. And but tonight does not count, just for the record. <laughs> yes, there's no asterisk. <laughs> Nicole, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I very much appreciate you jumping on here. Uh, and thank you for, you know, you're working hard still. People are, think we're just kind of chilling, but with all these uh, fringe sports going down, but you're building all sorts of good stuff here at Rudder Grinders. Uh, with that, uh, very much appreciate it. And I enjoy, uh, I enjoy our conversation. It's almost as fun as the last time we did a show together. <laughs> I can't think of any anecdotes specifically, but I'm sure it was a blast. <laughs> that said... She's Nicole. I was Dean. This was the morning grind. We're out of here. Holler.